Okay, so hello, welcome back to the Oral Health Podcast. This is your third podcast for National Smile Month Week 1, where we're discussing the mouth. We've talked about teeth, we've talked about gums. If you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to them. But today we're talking tongues. So we're just going to have a discussion about keeping the tongue clean, the importance of it, bad breath, and also um, health conditions that can affect your tongue. Maybe some you've heard of, maybe some you haven't. And I am quite excited to talk about this because we haven't really before, but we've talked about teeth and gums a lot, so it's nice to give tongues their own attention. So, uh, Karen, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, good. Enjoying your coffee? Uh, well, yes. It won't let me have it anywhere near me, but... Uh... I did tell Karen before we sat down, don't bring that coffee anywhere near my microphones, and uh, she's took it rather personally. So we're just going to crack on. <laughs> <laughs> now... Coffee, actually, funny enough, um, probably quite a bad breath. Coffee breath is a real thing, isn't it? Yeah, it can be. I mean, most most bad breath is a cosmetic issue. So we've had some highly flavoured food or drink. Mm -hmm. So that is a a temporary thing. So that will go off relatively quickly. Um, They, you know, you could have a piece of chewing gum or whatever, but it will wear off in time. So it's not a, a, a massive issue. Um, your tongue obviously has a lot of um, taste buds on it, so it's not a smooth subject surface, so it will pick up bacteria. And sometimes you can look at the tongue and it can look horrible, especially mm-hmm. if you're not very well. Yeah, it gets like furry. Or, yeah. Um... yeah, I mean, oral mm. thrush is very common when you, you run down. Um, often because you've been taking antibiotics as well, because we have millions of bacteria in our mouth, and ninety percent, ninety nine percent probably, we need mm-hmm. to keep the natural flora in our mouths. If we kill off all the bugs with um, antibiotics, then we can get oral thrush. We can also get um, thrush in other areas of our body. Um, so if any moist area has the potential to to get thrush so you will notice that the tongue is quite well coated um, and you might need something for it there are various things that you can get over the counter don't tend to need anything prescribed but mm-hmm. if it does continue uh, so it's, it's easily sorted but it, it generally if you've taken antibiotics, you might find that that happens if you're laid low with a, with something else. So, mm-hmm. and if, inhalers actually. <coughs> when I got my because yeah, um, I'm asthmatic, they told me that um, the particular inhaler that I have it is uh, oral thrush is a very common side effect. So I was yeah. like, oh, okay, never been told that before, but cool. No, I but, mean they they dry your mouth out as mm. well, which your tongue doesn't like being dry. It likes yeah. to be moist. I don't know whether you ever did when you were a child. Me and my sister used to do it. Stick your tongue out and try and get it as dry as possible, and it, it feels really weird. No, I've never done that. Oh, well, there's something for you to do over the weekend. <laughs> the a long winter evening tonight. Will just fly by. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so it, your tongue feels really weird when it's very dry because it, it's not meant to be. Um, but there are many medications that cause dry mouth, dry tongue, uh, that that then can cause problems with your tongue. Your tongue feels massive when it's dry. Mm-hmm. It feels like it doesn't fit in your mouth. It doesn't belong to you. So it, it's not the most comfortable feeling. So, however, our tongue is necessary for so many different jobs. I wouldn't be talking to you today if I didn't have a tongue mm-hmm. because your tongue is 
um, there to form words and sounds and, and that kind of thing. So you're moving it all the time. In fact, it's quite a good um, trivia question. It's the only muscle that's not attached at both ends. Oh. See? You and your fun facts. You see, I've got I've got, got a few fun facts to regale you with later. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, not... a, it's a large muscle. I mean, yeah. if you've ever, you know, you go to the dentist and they put all the stuff in your mouth and you start retching, you can't help it. And if you are actually working in somebody's mouth and they start doing that, there is no way you can keep anything in the mouth because it's such a strong muscle. It will push everything out because it's a, it's our safeguard against choking. Yeah. Your tongue thinks something is going down your throat, and it's, it's trying to get rid of it. It yeah. will get rid of it, and it does. And the more, actually, the more you try and stop retching, the more you do it. So it's very difficult, and you'll get a patient that is trying to be really, really helpful, and they'll move the tongue out of the way. It actually makes it worse. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Your tension in the muscle it makes it bigger. So what we want yeah. is a nice, relaxed tongue that isn't moving about, isn't pushed to one side, isn't retching. But, mm -hmm. you know, there are ways of doing that. You know, yeah. as a dental nurse, you keep away from the back of the mouth with either your mirror or your three-in-one syringe or your, your aspirator. You'll, you'll keep away from that part of the mouth and you'll stop the water building up, which, you know, again, can make the tongue, because you're trying to swallow then. Um, but it is a great bit of kit because it does stop you from choking and that's in the mm -hmm. majority of cases. Uh, so it is a, a good thing. But some people's gag reflex is much more heightened than others. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and, you know, it, it came to light, obviously, during the COVID uh, pandemic when you're having to swab your throat. I mean, my oh, daughter no. thought it was absolutely hilarious that she could just do it and I was... Yeah, I couldn't, no. I couldn't manage it. No, it was it, really tough. Very tough. And the more you do it, the, no. Once you've started, you can't stop. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> enough of their problems. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. <clears throat> the, the, uh, obviously with you, your taste buds, you need to be able to taste your food, else what's the point, mm -hmm. really? So when you your saliva starts the process of... Uh, the, the digestion process starts in the mouth with the saliva mixing with the food. So the food that you're eating, as you're chewing it, the saliva is washing over it and making it into what's called a bolus, which is the ball of food. Mm -hmm. Now that's going over your tongue and you're tasting nice food. Now, we have a lot of taste buds. It's 10,000 taste buds. But... Something like that. Yeah. And so it, different parts of the tongue, I don't know whether you remember at school. Well, there's not just a rumour of like the sweet bit is at the front because well, you lick ice cream. And I, like... I have never, you know when they put different things in science, they put different things on your tongue, you're supposed to taste it in more areas. Yeah. I was never convinced, but you know, I don't know. Um, but that's how we taste food. It's on our taste buds. So... Um, I mean, you can look and you can see them on your tongue. Mm -hmm. You can see everything that's happening there. Um, I mean, they're replaced. I mean, they, they kind of sloth off and you get some more. You do get less as you get older. So mm -hmm. uh, your sense of taste does go down. So you might need something stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. you know, when you're, when you're 
93 you want to you've got less than you want a vindaloo curry or something maybe (laughs) you never know but uh yeah so it's different Mm -hmm. so when your child says i don't like broccoli it tastes horrible it may be that they've just got more taste buds than you yeah and they're tasting it stronger different things you never know so don't be don't be too tough on them (laughs) (laughs) now with all those taste buds and all that gunk that can collect in between them and on them and keeping your tongue clean is very much essential but I would honestly go on a limb out out on a limb and say we always say that less people clean interdentally than let on I think even less than that clean their tongue I really don't think cleaning your tongue is a daily thing for most people. I wouldn't say it was either. Um, But if you think about it, that's mad because of the amount of bacteria mm -hmm. and stuff that builds through the day. You need Mm -hmm. to be sloughing that off. I mean, it's it's reasonably self-cleansing, reasonably, but you will still get a Mm. build-up. Now, you know, we're not like... We have a different tongue to animals, um, I mean, they have like barbs on it it's because they're, they're cleaning themselves. With if you've it. ever so been licked by that. a cat, you'll know it's really oh, yeah, it's like, like sandpaper. Sand, literally like sandpaper. Yeah. 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 But a dog, a dog's not, they're not too they're far quite off. slobbery. Yeah. I've got a bulldog at home. And uh, <laughs> it's it's like being hit with a big wet sponge sometimes. But it's a lot of tongue, isn't it? Yeah. There? A lot. <laughs> um, but yes, cleaning cleaning the tongue is something that we do advise to do just to keep that under control. So there are several ways that you can do it. You can buy a, a tongue scraper that's actually designed for the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, some toothbrushes have a tongue cleaner on the other side to where your filaments yeah. are. Um, you can even use a spoon, a dessert spoon. Now, don't pull that face. Oh, I just, you just, keep I just the spoon. scrape it off. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to get hold of the tip of your tongue and pull it out as far as you can go. Mm-hmm. You're then going to use your tongue scraper, your back of your toothbrush, or you're going to use your spoon dome dome away from your tongue. So it's concave. So it's like, yeah, it's con- yeah. concave. And then you're going to pull that down your tongue and rinse. See, now, it takes a little bit of time to do it because we've talked about the gagging reflex before. I was going to say, brushing my tongue, I it's worse to me than having to do a, a lateral flow test. Start slowly just doing the tip. Yeah. And then each day, just go a little bit further and a little bit further and you'll get used to it. Mm. Um, some electric toothbrushes have um, a A special tongue, setting. Yeah, and they have a tongue cleaning um, attachment. What, oh, okay. I, what I wouldn't, uh, what I'd say is, don't use your toothbrush for it because it it's a different type of bacteria, and I would prefer not to have what's on my tongue going around mm. my teeth. Because this is one of the things I was going to ask you is because you can buy special tongue scrapers, and they're like a, it looks almost like a coat hangery shaped piece <laughs> yeah. of metal that you scrape your tongue with and rinse it, and but is that doing just as good a job as using? A brush to clean the tongue. Is that better? Uh, yes, or? yes, because you're scraping, you, you know, a, um, a brush is only going to loosen, it doesn't remove. Okay. So you might have loosened it, but you haven't taken it away. So with the scraper, what they tend to be is something with two handles, so you hold it, in, and then it's got a, a flattened bit between mm. the two, and you just bring that down. Majority of them these days plastic. Um just because it's just a bit gentler so yeah I mean if you get into the habit of doing it then you will keep doing it Mm -hmm. um 
But yes, I mean, it is important if you have a particularly dry mouth. And as we said before, there are many medications that cause dry mouth. And if you know you suffer from it, I mean, have a look at your tongue. There is some um, mouthwashes that are designed for bad breath. Mm -hmm. Now, you may not have bad breath, but they will help to get the bacteria off your tongue. So don't be put off the fact that it says it's for bad breath and you haven't got bad breath. You can use it to, to clean your it's tongue if you tongue don't cleaning. want to scrape. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yes, I mean, I think we're probably behind other countries because I think other places in Europe certainly um, are more more au fait with brushing their tongue or, or scraping their mm -hmm. tongue. I mean, if you want to brush it, just have a separate brush, have a yeah. different brush. Okay. And do it with that. Yeah. Um, well, um, assuming like you've got a very clean tongue, there is still lots of other health conditions that can affect the tongue. So I'm going to talk through a few with you. We won't be able to talk about all of them because we're only a, a short form podcast. We won't be able to cover everything. But um, things like sores, ulcers, you can get mm -hmm. things like geographic tongue, you can. Uh, fissures on the tongue, um, mm -hmm. or lichen planus. Yeah, if I said that right. You have said that right. <gasps> First time for everything. <coughs> and, yes, um, we'll get there in the end. <laughs> uh, well, so I can't remember the actual name of this. Uh, like a, a callus, almost, on the side of the tongue. Like a white patch. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when when you look at the how your teeth come together, it is right by your tongue. Your tongue is quite a lazy organ. It will fill any gap that you've got in your mouth. So you find if people have got missing teeth, the tongue will kind of like flop into that area. So you can get, it's it's almost like corns, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you have a bit of, of a hardened part because it's repetitively, repeatedly, I should say, being, so, you like know, caught. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's rubbing against. You can get it on the inside of your cheeks as well. Some people have a white line down mm -hmm. their cheeks where they're kind of constantly catching it. So that wouldn't be anything that I would worry about because... When your dentist sees how you bite together, they will see a reason that you've got these white marks on your teeth. Or I've got sort of like, you can kind of see the shape of my teeth in the mm -hmm. side of my tongue. That's where my tongue has been resting against my teeth. And because I have um, a, a dry mouth, then that's why that happens. But if there's a reason behind it, we wouldn't worry too much and it's not causing any problems. Mm -hmm. Geographic tongue is a different one. Not not a hugely common disorder, but it is um, it, it's irritating for somebody who has it. So what is happening is the the surfaces of the tongue, as I said before, it just slots off from time to time. Now with geographic tongue, it's doing it irregularly. So when you look at the tongue, it looks like a map of the world, which is why it's called geographic, geographic tongue. tongue yeah. So you can look and you can almost see like shapes that look like countries. Mm. It's it's not contagious, it's not hereditary. Some people it doesn't bother at all. For some people, when the new when the new um surface of the tongue has come through, it can be a bit sore with citrus fruits or spicy or acidic things. So, you know, you'd avoid those at that point. So that there really isn't very much treatment. It's just kind of avoiding it while it's, if it's, if, you know, flaring up for you. Um, lichen planus is uh, white patches normally on the insides of the cheek, but you can get it sort of underneath the tongue. Um, but generally it's on the sides of the cheek. 
a really small percentage of lichen planus can uh, lead to oral cancer. So it is important that you get this diagnosed by your dentist and, and referred if necessary. So um, not to worry unduly about it. It's a really small percentage, but it does have the potential to do yeah. that. Again, can be sore if it's active, but, you know, that there are... You know, you can use a soothing mouthwash. You mm -hmm. can uh, just avoid the spicy things that are irritating it. So uh, there's there's that to, to consider, just kind of avoiding what, what hurts it. Um, and ulcers, ulcers generally are traumatic ulcers. So you've bitten your tongue, uh, which we all do from time to time, mm -hmm. uh, or we've caught our tongue on something sharp or or it's just made my go like that you know when you lick an envelope like we don't have to do mm. that anymore but you can almost get a paper cut on your tongue yeah for me it used to always be when Ugh. I was younger getting my tongue stuck in uh like sports drink caps you know with the I wonder what you're gonna say then <laughs> we're gonna get your tongue stuck <laughs> <laughs> no on the um or like on ice it would like you can Get your tongue stuck on ice. And you can, yeah. The, I thought you were licking lampposts or oh, something. Give me some credit, Karen. <laughs> Goodness me. Yes, and you can get an ulcer because obviously you're you're causing a wound to something. Yeah. So it's only like having a, a cut on your hand. You've done it to your tongue. So that ulcer, whilst it might be painful while it's while it's there, should clear within seven to ten days. If you have an ulcer that you don't have a reason for, so you haven't bitten your tongue that you can remember or you haven't um, hit it with your toothbrush or whatever, um, and it's lasted for three weeks or more, get to see your dentist, let them check it out, tell them how long you've had it. It just needs investigating. If you haven't got a dentist, go to your doctor. So when we're, when we're talking about the tongue, we're talking from anything from the throat forwards and I would say the floor of the mouth as mm -hmm. well. So you're looking underneath there. I mean, I've had people, you know, when you say to them, check your mouth monthly to just see if there's the any changes. And... and they've looked under their tongue for the first time ever. And they are terrified because you can see all these, you know, all the veins and everything in the tongue. And, you know, it looks terrifying, but that's what the tongue does mm -hmm. you know? I mean if you've ever bitten your tongue you know how much it bleeds yeah and it mixes with the saliva and you think you've, you know you've bitten the end off or something yeah. um but yes that will ulcerate because it's a wound mm -hmm. um I mean I always say you've got any soreness there just a teaspoon of salt in a tumbler of warm water mm -hmm. it does as good as anything else good old trick that does do the work I know <laughs> indeed now um some more fun facts for you uh, you are right. Uh, there is about 10,000 taste buds in an average mouth, and most of these are located on the tongue. So they are replaced every two weeks, and as you age, some of the taste buds don't get replaced. So as you reach um, the later stages in life, you will have around 5,000 compared to 10,000. So they are, mm -hmm. um, they taste stranger as you age. Certainly your tastes change, change yeah. don't they? Um, you know, when you're... When you're younger, I always think that the uh, the sign of being an adult is eating olives. Yeah, that is a good one. Unless you're Mediterranean and then you're eating them from like four, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but the big thing I wanted to pick up on there is most of the taste buds are on the tongue. Where you actually do have taste buds elsewhere in your mouth. And um, if you've listened to our podcasts on mouth cancer before, you might already know that because some of our ambassadors that have had 
total glossectomies, their tongues totally removed, can still taste food. It's just a lot weaker than if they had all their working taste buds. So I thought that was quite an interesting um, yes. point to pick up on. Yes. I mean, yeah, they, they, they must be all over mm-hmm. the mouth. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, we do pick up. It's it's like when you, you eat something and it tastes like one thing when you start off and then when you swallow it... Oh, the aftertaste. It, the aftertaste. The aftertaste. Yeah. It's slightly different. <laughs> so that would indicate that there is something mm-hmm. that is further back that yeah. will pick up a slightly different taste when mm-hmm. you start yeah. chewing, which, you know... Also, smell is a big indicator of how <sighs> things taste. So my fun fact I haven't wrote down, but I will give you, if you have no sense of smell and you eat a raw potato and a raw apple, they will taste exactly the same. Which I always yeah. think is very bizarre. It is very bizarre. You'd think that the I suppose the texture is pretty much the same, isn't mm. it? But yes, half of half of our our um, tasting of food is the smell of it. Also, the look of it. You know, we 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 look first, we smell, we taste, and all of that is part of the uh, the whole eating process. Because yeah. if you blindfold somebody often they don't know what they're eating Mm -hmm. because they can't see the colour of it, you know. So if you change the colour of something, their brain is saying it's not what we think Mm -hmm. it is and that that will then sort of have an effect and confuse it. Play on someone, blindfold them. Give them a glass a peg of orange. On the nose. Give them, yeah, <laughs> give them a glass of orange juice and tell them that it's milk, and they'll spit it everywhere because they think it's milk that's gone sour. But um, oh. that's a fun little prank if you want to trick hey. someone. Um, another one here is if you didn't have saliva, you wouldn't be able to taste anything at all. In order for the food to have taste, chemicals from the food must dissolve in the saliva. Once it's dissolved, those chemicals are detected by receptors on the taste buds. Mm-hmm. So again. Like when you all run down or you have a dry mouth, things do taste differently. Absolutely. And that's why. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was quite cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'll rattle through the last two. So if you are an open mouth breather or sleeper, you're going to have to pay more attention to your tongue. And that's because bacteria tends to flourish on tongues that are either lacking in saliva or they're not properly cleaned. So that's why yeah. if you are know you're more predisposed to a dry mouth you need to pick up extra on the cleaning yeah. i mean there are there are products that you can use you know if you wake up first thing in the morning generally we have a, a drier mouth first thing in the morning anyway because our saliva flow uh, reduces by about 50 percent overnight but if you've already got a dry mouth that's going to be even drier mm-hmm. so you can use products there are mouthwashes uh, gels uh, toothpastes, little tablets you can suck, chewing gum, all sorts of things that will moisten your mouth. So when you wake up in the morning, if you can have one of these rinses or use that toothpaste, you will actually get some moisture in your mouth, clean your tongue, you know, you're ready for the day. Yeah, definitely. And uh, now all this talk about dry mouth has given me a dry mouth, and so I'm going to go and have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really nice to talk to you, Karen. And, Thank you. Um, we'll be back next week. So the, the topic we're discussing next week is the daily routine. We're going to talk you through all different types of daily routines for all different types and ages of people. Should be really interesting. So we will see you again on Monday. 